Welcome back, combatants, to the Anything Combat Show. Today, we're discussing Alex Pereira versus Jan Blahovitz, and I'm with my biological brother again. Hello, everybody. Combatants is, is mad. Biological. Basically, what do you think about this matchup? Between these two massive units, I think it'll be really fun to watch. I am expecting Alex to come in really heavy. I don't see him making this move temporarily and sort of sitting in a weight where he's halfway in between divisions. I see him filling it out. So I feel that with his ability to weight cut, he could be a pretty big threat weight and size wise to Yan. These guys are really old now. Like Yan's, both of them? Yan's 40 and Pereira's 35 and John Jones is 35. Yeah, I'm bro. Looking at that now, yeah. Old motherfucker. Pereira's going to be the biggest, bigger dude here. So people are just going to say that Jan Blahovic is going to do um, what he did to Israel Adesanya, but better to Pereira because he's got shitter wrestling. He does have worse wrestling, but he's also a lot bigger. And and what Alex will do, well, what I predict he'll do, is um is do a better job than what Israel did with Join as a coach. Join Behrman? From City Kyoki Boxing. Yeah, I love New Zealand. What I think the issue was there, that, that he was just so underweight. Like, yeah, look, his wrestling is whatever it is. He has good takedown defense, you know, evidently. There's no real crazy wrestlers in middleweight, so it's arguable. But I think Alex having the size is more important. I just think Israel's actually bad. I'm sorry to say, uh, I've said this in a previous podcast as well. I think Israel Adesanya is bad. You can't change my mind. Middleweight is the worst division. Barbara Buena went from welterweight to middleweight, and Paul Craig's going from light heavyweight to middleweight. Why is everyone going to middleweight? Why is Chamayev all of a sudden saying, oh, I'm not going to be... like? He, he, when was the last time you, st- you heard him bring up double champion? No, he says, I want to fight Israel Adesanya. He doesn't want to bring it up anymore because he knows welterweight's fucked. It, nobody <laughs> can win for long durations of time at welterweight. Middleweight is such a fucking shit division that the fact that Pereira could even, could even beat Strickland and Adesanya is ridiculous. I think Blahovitz, I think Blahovitz outstruck Adesanya and out-wrestled him, meaning Blahovitz is that much better than Adesanya. I think he's top five best kickboxers in MMA, and I'm, I'm meaning Yarn, and I think that Israel, if he went to any other division, would fail miserably. That is a bold claim, and that's coming from me, and you know me, I don't like Israel either. But that's bold. I think that this age thing is driving me crazy. Yan being 40... Look, Alex, Old is, Alex, is, Alex is older than I thought too, but but Yan being 40 is crazy. Yeah, Pereira's already had a whole career. He's had like eight or nine belts of glory kickboxing. What was Yan's history, his career? Yan has gone through like hella European jiu-jitsu competitions and he's had fucking like 45 said it says here 29 wins nine uh losses one draw that is 40 fights so 39 fights not including let's see if he has any amateur experience but i know he has definite uh jiu-jitsu competition experience yeah, no, no amateur experience, but he's got all these, like, accomplishments in wrestling tournaments. Dude, this guy has been around, and one thing I want to mention is that he got flatlined, Jan Blahovitz, by Tiago Santos. When? Now, let me check the date on that. 2019, so that yeah. was only four years ago, and now Pereira is another big Brazilian kickboxer. Hey, now, I wouldn't say only four years ago. Considering he hasn't had a knockout loss 
And he's had how many fights? What's that? Was that like six or six? That was like seven or eight since then? He's had two knockout losses. Yeah, but since then, he has had only a uh, submission loss. He's been on a win streak undefeated um, other than that draw with Uncle Liev. and the, that, that fight's fucked. I mean, we could go on about that. That um, interesting fight. Mad wrestling on, on Uncle Liev, man. Mad yeah, and Kalaev just gets beaten up for three rounds, and then the fourth and fifth ten eights him because he implements his wrestling. Like, why didn't you Sweaty just do wrestling. that? Why didn't you do that in the first round? Ever he, thought about that? <laughs> he was enjoying getting his leg butchered into a different dimension for a while. He wanted to wait. Dude, those leg kicks were brutal, and that's why I'm saying people are saying that Jan Blahovic, if you if you bring bring back his uh, if you look at all of his fights, he is like the single best leg checker in MMA. Right? Checker, he is. He is. If you look at all of his fights, when Israel tried to do his little fucking, I'm gonna jab, walk around the cage, then I'm gonna faint, faint. Leg kick, sick leg kick. Not a single one landed. He checked every <laughs> single one, and that's why Israel couldn't do Oh, I just had a bad night. No, friend. You didn't have a bad night. Jan Blahovic checked all your leg kicks. I think that this, this is the perfect opponent for Pereira to lose in the striking. Right? If that is true, how did Eugene see it as such a good move? Eugene's an idiot. Yeah, okay. He's an idiot. You know he's, what? He's an I, idiot. I answered my own question. He's an there. idiot. All right, moving back to Alex. I, How does he win this fight? I envisioned the Brazilian thing, like the Charles Oliveira Gaethje leg check. Like you literally step the leg up, hinge at the nah, knee. But nah. Alex is too vert to do that. He just stands like a stick. I think I think Pereira, I, I see the only way Pereira winning this fight is... He just throws a massive combination at Jan, and Jan's like, "I'm 40. and, <laughs> yes, just, and, just, and just gets knocked out. Like, like He's and, 40 and, yeah, years old. Jan just goes, "I'm, I'm 40, 40, right? Also, by the way, like, <laughs> literally Polish, literally Polish mode. He's forty. He looks like he's like thirty six. He loses rope. Um. Where's no, his rope? no, he still has his rope. That's why he drew against Uncle Ivan and didn't get killed. He, the <laughs> he rope, the rope, the rope protected him. The rope protected him from not getting mauled by wrestling in the first round. His rope prevented Uncle Ivan from wrestling until round four. Oh, so the rope is only a three-round rope. This hasn't been confirmed to be three or five rounds. If it's five rounds, dude, Jan Blahovic is such an easy pick for this fight. Unless he gets five KO'd rounds, ridiculous. in the first round. You have to bargain on him KOing him in the first or not. That being said, I, I honestly haven't had time to sit on this fight and really think about it, like actually, like I've thought about it, but not, not really comparing this stuff. I see Alex as having a good chance in, in, in the way that he does but you're right. He's only fought in middleweight in the UFC. Middleweight's the shit silliest division. It's trash. It's a dumb division. Look, look at the top fifteen. Derek Brunson was there for a fucking I was decade. Say Derek, <laughs> he's there for a decade. Do you know how old, how old Derek is? Thirty nine. He's there for a decade. Hey, yeah, no, he's been there for a decade yum. since he was twenty nine. He's thirty nine. He's he's uh more fit than more fit than Jan Blahovic. You know what yeah, I mean? and guess who beat him? This is going to be the next champ. Who beat who? Derek. Who beat Derek? Just now. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Who was it? He's, he's going to be champ. Drickus oh. Duplessis. <laughs> yes. Drickus the real Duplessis. African champ. The re, the mo, no, to be honest, I actually agree with him about the African thing because uh. Bisping, Bisping said 
um, I'm gonna take the belt back to the UK, and and he was training in the US. Leon Edwards, <laughs> Leon Edwards said, "I'm gonna take the belt back to the UK." He was the only, he was the first English champion to actually train in in England. Adesanya trains in Auckland, New Zealand. Kamara Usman trains with fucking Team Elevation, Kilcliffe, and Trevor Whitnam in fucking wherever that's the, just US. That's isn't just it? US, wherever the fuck that is. Drinkers Duplessis is shit. But he's the only one that's actually training in Africa. Does he really? He's the only one that trains in Africa. That's kind of an interesting point. I know. It's it's like, look, I'm heavy. I'm South African. <laughs> I'm, I'm South African. Oh, dude, this is such a good impression. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm totally South African. Oh, this sounds exactly like Drukas. Oh, fuck. I can't, even, I can't even do his accent. Yeah, anyways. Well, that's quite cool that he trains in Africa. I, I mean, respect for representing and training in the country that you're that you're claiming to be from. That being said, you're white. All right, cool. Enough talking about um, Duplis, Duplis, the, the upcoming African champion of middleweight history in the UFC. In the UFC history, um, I want to look at Yan and Alex's stats, like their physical stats. So, and so comparing those. Because I think that would give a good picture as to what we're dealing with here. Yep. Israel Adesanya was taller than Jan Blahovic by one inch because he's not 6'4". Because we know who's 6'4", and it's Pereira. Pereira is a full two or three inches taller than Jan. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Tell him. Pereira, Pereira is fucking huge. He is huge. I just don't understand why he's so tall. Unless he's unless everyone else's stats are correct and Alex is actually six five, that's the only that's the only other explanation. The, but the yeah, real but, explanation. But Carlos Olberg, Carlos Olberg's fucking Olberg. six six three six four. Sorry, six three, and he's taller than Adesanya. And Adesanya's oh, supposed to, Adesanya's supposed to be six four, and Carlos Olberg's taller than Adesanya. But Carlos is Carlos has put a six three on the UFC stats. Yeah, no, they all lie about their heights. That's bullshit. That means that that means that Adesanya's tiny. He's six two and a half. He, he's literally six two and a half. Because when Blahovic and him faced off, I was like, oh, Israel's going to be so much bigger than how he's going to win this fight, and he wasn't. And yeah, I, no, then, he I was got, then I got much concerned. Got, I got concerned. Okay, so reach. Hold on, hold on. Um, the reach. Pereira's got 79 and Jan Blahovic has got 78. So basically, practically the same reach. But how do they mm-hmm. use the reach? You know what I mean? Pereira has a long strike. I think Pereira could punch you from any part of the cage. If you're if you're if you're in the red corner and he's in the blue corner, I think he could land on you from there. He could take the one way step. He, but the way he covers distance. The way he covers distance, he just lands. Uh, he covers distance in the close range. I don't know how he is about like uh, long range management. He he sort of just stands right up to you, but you're just out of his range. Because usually you're smaller than him. It's so scary when he when he strikes because you can hear those noises the way he where, where he throws. He he makes weird noises. He goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And <laughs> it's a whole body affair. It yeah, is. I'm, he, I'm, he really like he's shaking him, yeah. his own body apart. Yeah, I'm I'm scared whenever I see him fight. But we just saw him get flatlined. So how do you think his chin's going to recover over the fact that he just got flatlined in April and now he's coming back so soon in like July or August whenever the fight is He's He's always had a good chin. Always. This is the first time we've seen him really get... That's actually not true. In kickboxing, he got like knocked out like three times, four times. Okay. This motherfucker's just a cyborg. Right, right. Well then, if that is the case, potentially he heals his chin... Mm-hmm. And he comes back, or 
he'll be chinny. I think the heavier weight class, he'll have a thicker neck, one, um, but he'll be more hydrated. And I think that is the big issue when it comes to his uh, um, chin success. I think potentially it was just a bad circumstance for the hydration when it came to this Israel fourth fight or second UFC fight. We'll see. I hope I hope he doesn't have like a no chin situation because that would just no, be really sad. No, he gets sad. flatlined. So yeah, I uh, just wanna just wanna touch on Pereira's got a hundred percent takedown accuracy, better than Khabib's. Well, <laughs> tell you that much. Every takedown he goes for, he gets simple. <laughs> we're talking about this. There's no way you can actually argue with that. There's no, no way can't. you could argue against it. What he hasn't done enough takedowns. Well, well he didn't need to. <laughs> exactly. He's got out all of them. He's got a hundred percent. He's got all of them. What are you talking about? No subs though. That's probably a criticism you can go for. Uh no, it was because it was at the end of the round. Exactly. So really, it's a hundred percent perfect um, ground game. Pereira has five point two three significant strikes landed per minute, and Jan Blahovich has three point four four one. Almost so, double. Almost no, yeah, two two strikes extra per minute. Yeah, for well. Pereira. Not bad. But that's significant strikes. That that's means th- that would translate to like five non-significant strikes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Roughly sure, yeah. Yeah, so I think that Pereira is the busiest striker here. But do you think you'll be a little bit more tentative because of Jan shooting a double leg? Definitely. Definitely. Um, without a doubt. But Alex has got really good knees that he did not utilize against Israel because Israel doesn't go head first into someone's fucking... Balls yeah, to but, take him but down. the only time he actually did throw it, it almost landed in the in the. Oh, and that? man, that was a beautiful replay. That it, was millimeters from killing him. It, Israel, Israel, the look on Israel's face after that knee was I didn't see that coming. That came out of nowhere, and that could have hit me and put me out cold. I am going to just r- regain my composure and just relax. And you could see him. He was trying to hype himself up to tap back into being focused because that knee threw him off guard. Even that it didn't land, he just didn't see it coming. And because he didn't see it coming, it was like... Stressful. Um, fu- uh, like, what happens if something like that happens again, you know? Meanwhile, he got knocked out fifth round. But you, you, watch that, you watch that knee, like, frame by frame. Obviously oh, it almost landed. It almost landed. The thing, the thing was, was less than less than three centimetres away from his head at, at a max. I could put my finger on Pereira's knee and Israel's chin. Between us? Yeah. yeah. I probably. could touch both of them. Simple. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> we got um, uh, anything else or is that a basically it? J- just quickly, I want to tell you, Darren Till is fighting in his <laughs> new guerrilla promotion. In South Africa, I believe he set it up. I'm not no, even he joking. He set it up in South Africa. Yeah. Is this for Drukas? No, and, and, and Darren's gone. Well, well, Darren's also one of my favorite middleweights. Darren Till said, I'm fighting <laughs> in. Darren Till said, I'm fighting in Gorilla Promotion. Gorilla FC. GFC. Hold on. Gorilla Fighting Championships. He's actually named a GFC. I've just realized what he did. GFC. That is means? so fucking dumb. Like What's the GFC. Oh, the GFC in 2009. Oh, global financial crisis. This guy's an idiot. I just realized that. <laughs> so on. he just said. Hold on, you're giving him too much credit. You actually think he's named. No, his... he didn't name it. He's an idiot. That's what I'm trying to say. He's, <laughs> he's an idiot. He didn't mean to. He didn't mean to. Yeah, you're right. He's accidentally. He's, an idiot. <laughs> he's a hero. 
Cunts a hero. Simple. Okay, so... Simple. Nah, he's really accidentally gone and named his fighting promotion after the Global Financial Crisis acronym. You want to know You want to know a fun f- fact about that? <laughs> I'll t- no, no, I'll fuck your whole life up with this one. I'll fuck your whole day up. You, you want to hear this? Yeah. So, he's actually fighting in the promotion. So he's a promoter and a fighter. No, no, think about that. He's fighting in the in the GFC. No, don't think of it like that. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's fighting in Gorilla Fighting Championships. Think. Yes. What do you think that means for his career? It means he's going to be a champ. No, it means that his career is over. Yeah, I know it does. Yeah, well, we already knew that. No, he's no, one of my favorite middleweights. No, he said he was gonna go to welterweight, fucking go up the ranks, fight Leon, and get the belt. Well, is he a welterweight? I thought he was a middleweight. Walter White. He, <laughs> he, he, Walter White. He he uh no 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 lightweight. He he Walter White. Yeah. So he said that he was gonna go to welterweight and fight Leon and shit and win the belt. Pause. And- Am I dumb? I thought Darren Till was a middleweight fighter. Well, he actually fought T Wood for the belt at welterweight, and he was undefeated at the time at seventeen and zero. And if you look at his record now, he's gone on like a five or six fight losing streak. He was those, undefeated. Those five six fights are they detrimental? Middle, middleweight fights. So he lost to T Wood, and then he yeah. and then he beat um, Kelvin Gastelum at welterweight, I think. And oh then, yeah, Kelvin was a welterweight as well, and now Kelvin's going back to welterweight. He just Is this why I'm confused. It. He I'm just like, announced on Twitter as well. Is he going to lose the weight? He's huge, Kelvin. Fridge, Kelvin. He's wide, man. I watched uh, the Ultimate Fighter rerun, and um, Ronda Rousey is uh, on the phone with him. And Ronda Rousey's like, "I can't wait to train with you. Looking forward to it." And then Kelvin Gaslam responds with, um, "Yeah, I can't wait to," and he just stops talking. <laughs> And also, so, so he's now going to welterweight. You want to know something funny? He beat our favorite fighter Uriah Hall at middleweight for the Ultimate Fighter championship. That guy is like mentally. Oh God! Do you know what Chael said to Uriah Hall after he landed like five knockouts in a row on the Ultimate Fighter? Do you know what Chael said to him? No. Chael said, "I've been fighting in this division for for." Like eight, if, sorry, for eighteen years, right? And this was before Chael even retired, right? Chael retired like three years ago, by the way, because he was fighting in Bellator. <laughs> so yeah, against Fedor, yeah, of all people, Fedor of all people, and Chael looked at Uriah and said, pulled them aside, and they've got the mic on him, so you can hear the, the what he's saying. And he goes, "I've been in this division for X amount of years, and me looking at the way you're fighting, you're a contender in this." He goes, "You are championship level." at middleweight now. And that was when Uriah just started his career. He is the better version of Adesanya before Adesanya even rocked up. And he's the better version with with the best... The, probably the best attribute Uriah has is best mental fortitude in <laughs> MMA. <do> <laughs> These are the worst. Massive take. Yeah, no, zero mental. That's what they put on his Skyrim template. That's so unfortunate. That mental? Zero. zero. Mental. Knocks people out. Oh, I just, I just don't know what I'm doing, mate. You're a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now you're thinking about what you did. Kelvin Gastelum is moving to welterweight. Yeah. Let's circle back to this important point. This guy, he has a lot of fat to lose, or he has a lot of body weight to lose. I should say. He said he can do it. I, I believe him. I believe him if he really believes. I think he, could. <laughs> I think he could. But my point being... No, but what would he change dietarily to do that? Like, what do you think he has to change? This is my point. He... (laughs) 
It looks really wide and dense. <laughs> it doesn't look... Kevin. <laughs> yeah, what about Kevin Gastelum? What do you want to say, you idiot? I keep laughing at the idea of this guy. I like <laughs> Kevin. He's a fun guy. He's a fun fighter. The weight, the way it sits on his body doesn't look the same. He's a fridge. He's a little fridge. He's it a little fridge with big boxing hands and it, good wrestling. It doesn't, it doesn't look the same kind of weight as it does with other people. He is dense. The weight doesn't look like... He looks like he has 30 kilograms of extra weight on him, but it also looks like there's nowhere for it to go if he loses it. Do you know he's 5'9"? No. At middleweight, fighting 6'4 Adesanya. Sorry. Quote unquote six yeah, six, six Oh yeah, six six. He's actually yeah. six seven. Yeah. I'll tell you one fight. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you also by the way, it's <laughs> by the way, by the way, I've been saying Kevin Gaslam, I've been an idiot. It's Kelvin. It's actually Kelvin like like Fahrenheit, it's Kelvin. So basically Kelvin's main main coach and training partner, like sorry, he's he's he the guy that he spends a lot of time with out of the cage, goes to the house, does videos with him. Uh this will this will make you laugh. Um like trains with him, has all the game planning, and has still come up with this result in his career. He's been training with Henry Cejudo the whole time. <laughs> has he? <laughs> the whole time, the whole time, and he's come up short. I can't even count on my fingers. <laughs> really tough. Why? Why is Cejudo not a good Cejudo? Not no, a good training Cejudo partner. Cejudo is good. Just Kelvin. I believe, uh, like, I've even heard that Kelvin's just, like, now he's like, I'm going to go strict on my diet. Like, buddy, too late. Too late. Like, you've already had a fight for the belt. Like, too late. You already fought Robert Whittaker. How old is he? 37-ish? I can't even remember. He looks like he's getting older, but, like, it's it's deceiving because I didn't expect Yan to be 40, and I didn't expect who to be really young. Who was it? You were telling me the other day. Oh, Mike Perry's 31. That doesn't make sense. Mike Perry's fought everyone in the UFC, by the way. Mike Perry is older than Chael Sonnen, the way I look at it. Chael's aged like fine wine. It's, it's all that wrestling. He didn't, get, he didn't get butchered. Someone like a Diego Sanchez that he was only a brawler. If you look at Diego from the, from the 90s and the early 2000s, and then you look at Diego now... Uh, okay, I personally don't know what Diego Sanchez's head looks like at the moment, but I do know... That He's hanging Alistair. upside down and that guy's punching his head. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Training. Yeah. Alistair Overeem's skin. I've seen this close-up picture of Alistair Overeem. It looks like his skin, his head, has been dragged against tarmac. Yep, yep. Al- Alistair, Alistair has... Alistair, by the way. It's A-R, not E-R. I think it's Alistair. It's quite cool. I think so. Maybe it might be Alistair. What country does he come from? He's from uh, Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. And he trained with Bus Rutten for a little bit. It's a cool little fact. He, 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 yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like his whole, like, it's the whole fucking career. Yeah, so he was an insane Holland kickboxer. Why are we talking about Alistair over him? Let's go back to the main point, which was... Um, Darren Till has is has caused the GFC to occur again in South Africa, and he's fighting in there. His career's over, and Kelvin Gaslam's going to be champ at welterweight. I would love to see that. If Kelvin gets the belt at welterweight, I would I would fucking love that. That's going to be like, that that's going to be. By the way, you're yeah, cutting yourself. I don't, off. I don't I don't even know what I want to say. Okay, the GFC, the GFC promotion that Darren Till is creating is so ironic 
Because Africa is in dire need of monetary stimulation. Because unfortunately for Africa, many countries have pillaged its resources for years and years. Now he's bringing GFC to Africa. The opposite of what is needed. The way he, I think the way he sees it, the way he sees it as like some sort of crypto capital injection into the country. That's what. That's what. How he sees it. Oh, <laughs> is he going to be doing his crypto thing? With... No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. The way you buy tickets is through block. Yeah, you have to. You have to purchase cryptocurrency tickets. The EFTs. EFTs or NFTs. Yeah, I should say NFT. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, the NFTs. GFC token. GFC NFT token. GFC. Buy my new cryptocurrency, GFC. Imagine if we make anything combat crypto. Yeah. What would that entail? Like, you, 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 if we made a game, it was like a fighting I can game. Move on from this topic. Fuck this. <laughs> Pereira, G- GFC. Pereira versus. Stop. Uh, GFC NFT is literally one of the most unappealing sounding <laughs> NFTs I've ever heard in my life. Imagine wanting to buy into the GFC. Great. I mean, maybe you could short the NFT. Alex Pereira, you were going to say? Alex Pereira versus Jan Blahovitz. Alex Pereira's got one round to take out uh, <laughs> Blahovitz. Hopefully, Blahovitz doesn't take him down and just uncolives him and they just strike all day. And, dude. I don't necessarily agree. Alex has a couple rounds to take him out. He has one round where he can go ham. True. And then he'll yell Romero, and then if he gets taken down, he's not going to use technique and he's going to McGregor it and just stay there and not use any energy and just stay there and breathe and breathe and yeah, breathe yeah. and just do defend, you, defend. Do, do you, have round. you explained what you mean by yell Romero? The, the resting and then the turning on, the resting? Yo That's Rome- what you mean. Yell Romero does the two minutes on, two minutes off. So he'll, he'll do two minutes off of defensive, and if you come at him, he'll, he'll uh, launch at you, and then he'll go back to being defensive and not use any energy. And he'll do this. You don't know when he's not expending energy and when he is. And that's the confu- confusing part, because you engage with him, and then you land 50 leg kicks, and you go... I wonder why he hasn't checked anything or done anything. And you think you're ahead, and then he explodes and catches you. So people knowing this try and fight him. So he he might explode for the first minute and then go off second minute. Or he might not explode for the first three minutes and then explode four and five. It's crazy. Do you remember when he fought Adesanya and he basically did this but to an extreme? He did like like 30... One minute on. He did like 30 seconds on. Yeah. When he caught... It Adesanya with, with that punch. single punch. He landed again in the second round as well. The same style? Same same punch. He he actually, I think he won. I think he won two rounds off doing that. I think people, I think, yeah, he actually won two rounds off doing that particular style against Adesanya. That's crazy. What I've got to say is that that punch, genuinely, it, it woke Israel up. You do know that was a split decision win for Israel, right? I don't remember the judges' yeah. scorecards. Split decision. That's so sad. I know. I know Israel's that shit. Oh, that is so. I'm well, telling. You. He's not that shit. He he had he had a he had a horrific performance against Yoel because he 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 likes to do this thing where he treads the line of being just better than the person he's fighting. Like if Ooh. he's fighting someone good, he'll up the ability. When he fought Alex. We saw an amazing Israel fight, Alex. That first and second fight, it was like, wow, dynamic fighters fighting each other. 
when he was fighting Yoel, because Yoel was not applying the pressure, Israel is so counter that he refused to put his own energy into the fight. It's so stupid. Champions are supposed to rock up to the occasion and change their performance ability per fight they have. GSP, when he fought shitty opponents, he had like a decision victory against like... um, uh, Yeah, he... I can't, I can't remember. I think it might have been Josh Koscheck where he had like a shitty decision. Koscheck's not a good fighter. Then the second he gets put up against nine title fight win Matt Hughes, he head kicks him and then he also like hits him with like a fucking armbar. And then the second he fights um, a champion in Michael Bisping, he wheel kicks him, flying flying Superman jabs him and then puts him to sleep with a check hook and fucking chokes him out. So... If Israel fights Drickus Duplessis, my favourite fighter, um, and he doesn't KO him, then I'm going to be very disappointed. I see him not not KOing this guy. I mean, actually, he's kind of angry at him, so maybe he'll fight with a bit more emotion, so it's possible. But the issue, but the issue that he'll have is the. Um, the yit your the yit yit your yeah. the yit your okay. okay. Per, per well, the out. issue with Alex is that I see him fighting um, Duplessis like he fought uh, Thingo that came down from heavyweight to light heavyweight to middleweight. He's Jack now, long arms. Uh, Jared Canonia. Yeah, Canonia. The block went blank. Canonia. He's gonna fight Canonia like Who? he's gonna. Who? No. Israel is going to fight Duplessis like he fought Canonia. And that's only if Duplessis gets past Whitaker in, like, August or some shit. Exactly. The thing is, is that Israel only rises by a, a, a couple hairs above his opponent to the occasion. It's a bit stupid. You want to outclass someone and be, like, this amazing fighter, yeah, but you do only... Yeah, you did to Parlo. You only just go slightly over. Yeah, Parlo was a great performance because he was juicing. You could tell his body was tight, dense, heavy, sharp looking. And kind he of was, big. He was moving quick he and big. hard. He looked big. He had a grainy look and he had a fucking gyno. People are only talking about the gyno. His whole body looked different. His yeah. whole attitude was different. Yeah, and, and he looked hyper-focused. And one of my favorite examples of why I think that Israel Adesanya was probably the best Adesanya we've ever seen Juiced. is because when... Parlo put him up against the fence. Botched. Adesanya, Adesanya, instead of throwing his usual jab or two or the shuffle uppercut that he throws, he fucking, he fucking moved Parlo into the direction he wanted to and he hit him with like some 3-2 or some 1-2 combination and it looked like he's, he, he, he's never thrown that type of combination again and dude, that landed one was on Paolo's temple and the other one was on his forehead and he slammed him. And then Paolo got, like, dazed and went, fuck, like, what the fuck's going on? And then had to regain. If Adesanya fought like that against Blahovitz, dude, Adesanya's undefeated for today. Still until today. If he fights like that every fight, he's undefeated. Now, I have something to say. Isn't that Blahovitz fight immediately after Paolo? Correct. Yes. And what was the difference there? He got so much flack for having this tit hanging off of his chest. He had the tit during the Blahovich fight. Yeah, yeah. But if he was to stay on gear, this is my this is my theory. This is my theory as someone who watches bodybuilding 
more than more than UFC. You stay on gear if you are developing gynecomastia and you continue cycling the same drugs that you are currently on that are causing you to get this gyno in your specific left tit, or was it whatever, right tit, left tit, one of them, it's going to continue growing bigger. If you just jump off completely now, it'll stop in its tracks and your hormones will go through the ground. Now, he had a sloppy, shitty performance against Yan. He still had the tit, but it wasn't any bigger. It was maybe like the same size, slightly smaller. It looked maybe harder to see because his body had more water retention and body fat because he was he was less lean because he went up a bit in weight. So, And he kind of, to be honest, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Rewatch that fight and try and make an argument that Adesanya uh, won two rounds. He, he, he barely won one round. It's, it, it's literally one to, fo- one to four. That's this real scorecard. Or pushing it two to three. There's no chance in hell that they draw or even Adesanya gets a split decision. That is the most miserable um, fight of Israel's whole career, and it just goes to show you the level of competition at at middleweight. It's okay, he's still undefeated at middleweight. <gasps> yeah, exactly, Pereira. <gasps> yeah, so so this is where this is where I get angry with middleweight because the only real middleweight fighters that actually exist at middleweight are Adesanya, Chamaev, and and Whitaker. They're the only real middleweights. Name me a single other middleweight that's well rounded and has championship ability. None of them do. None I would love for Chemayev to fight someone. Um, look, to be honest, that kid, he he talks a lot. They might they might have buyed him. They might have given What's him that? a buy. So instead buy. of instead Bought. of no, like a buy in in soccer is like you get a round off, right? Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. This yeah, whole time, this whole time, he was trying to get another fight to get to the belt, dude. They he just, has it. They just booked. September, Sydney, Australia, Adesanya headline. They haven't named the opponent. Yeah, could they be, just booked it. Could be Chimaev, depending Dude, on what Whitaker's happens. Whitaker's already Dupli- booked. Dupli- per- Pereira's already booked. Yeah, yeah. Who is it? It's Chimaev. Has to be. It's Brunson. Brunson rematch. Brunson literally it's wins Darren that fight. It's Darren Till. It's Darren Till. He's coming out of the GFC. He's coming out of the GFC, and he's actually exited his recessionary trough. Okay. Chamayev, I think, is coming to Sydney to fight Adesanya. That's I think a that's, good little theory. I think that's the fight because, dude, Adesanya is 6 million followers on Instagram and Chamayev has like 4 or 5. That is a fight the UFC would want to put on. Dude, if, you, if every single we time... We buy tickets here. We buy tickets full here. Full on, full on. Every single time they've come to Australia, they've made bank. Like they've Massive. Made, they've made silly bank because they charge... Yeah. Dude, it was going to cost us $700 per ticket to just... Walk into the venue. That's like three hundred and fifty USD, by the way. No, it's like four hundred. Four hundred USD. Yeah, it's it could even be like four fifty. Um, the point being is that that was the cheapest tickets you could buy. I don't know how far away we would have been. That's not to mention we had to fly there. But anyway, to perch. To Perth, yeah. So, so that's why I want to bring that up because money talks. And dude, are two examples for you. Colby doesn't deserve a title shot. It's getting it because of money. And Sean O'Malley definitely doesn't deserve a title shot. And they've and that's money as well. That's two divisions where they've gone money, money. And this is the third. This is middleweight, September, Adesanya Chamayev is probably the fight they're making. 
pause because Sean O'Malley, why does he not deserve a title shot? Because Marab beat Piotr Yan and Sean O'Malley split decisioned um, Piotr, so he didn't have as good as a, of a win. And then his spot in any in any case where the UFC um, does does what it did back in like twenty thirteen when these guys didn't exist and everyone was the same level of um, social media presence, they they gave they gave the the person the person that would have gotten the title shot if another person had a really good win they put those two up against each other until they earned their title shot to get the the belt and then yeah. they could sell that title fight o'malley needs to fight marab now because because um because um they've both been the same top level competitor and they both have the same claim because they're dude Marab's been way more ranked opponents than than uh, O'Malley and Marab has the highest win streak in the bantamweight history at nine and meanwhile Sean has had one good win and is gotten the title shot immediately yeah I mean I can see where you're coming from there obviously he's got a bigger pull so that's why they're doing it it's all about money so Chamayev is fighting Adesanya yeah that's a good anyway whatever the point being is that I was going to say that Chemaev needs to prove himself a bit more. I, I think he's a great fighter and I actually do believe in him, but he has not had a, a, an actual contentious fight other than Gilbert Burns, and that was a great fight, and Gilbert is a great fighter. And it was but, a split decision. But Gilbert just came off a loss again. Because he tore everything in his body. <sighs> by, the, by the way, on, on I read the Twitter... It's not a good year for Brazil. I, 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 read, the, I read the Twitter thing. Um... He sprained his neck, he tore his bicep, his shoulder, and his, um, I don't know, I think, yeah, something in his neck as well. So it's three you're, or four injuries. You're not going to like what I'm going to say. Age. He's too old now. That's just going to keep happening worse and worse. The way he fights, the way he moves, the way he trains. That's why people slow down when they get older, because they're avoiding hurting themselves. Gilbert simply didn't slow down, and so he's hurting himself. Gilbert doesn't touch the belt again, and he doesn't beat any ranked opponents. He needs a year off. At that time, he's 38 at welterweight. The Sharks coming up at welterweight. The new contenders are going to rock up, and they're going to steamroll them. Ah, <sighs> Gilbert. That's a that's a, such an unfortunate story. He is kind of... Well, not as, not as sad as Yol, but, but still quite sad um, that he never got the chance... Or never got the 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 positioning to get into that title contention, um, or, and, and again, or get the be, belt and, and be a holder. He'll 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 go down as uh, one of those guys that didn't get a belt. Like just unbelievably, he didn't get a belt. Yep. Yo is one of those guys for sure. I think about that all the time. He had like a seven or eight fight win streak in middleweight, and he beat he beat like four or five champions. It's so funny to think about. Like if you would ask a general UFC fan, hey, who's the scariest middleweight in the last 10 years? Yo. 100. Yo versus Chamayev would have been the Yo. B- the scariest, the, the battle prime. for the most... Yeah, both b- prime. Battle for the most scariest. Oh, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, I know. It's a great fight, isn't it? 
You know, and what's funny to me? Yol wins that. Yeah, I think Yol wins. You that. know why? Because Chamayev can't take him down because no. because he's an Olympian. What neck and have then, you got to then, strangle? As and then well? Chamayev Chamayev has a one-two from uh, I think he has it from Orthodox, and he has a body kick, and that's the only thing he has in his striking arsenal, and a couple leg kicks. He has a really good body kick in fairness. I know, but surprising. It just but, always gets in. But Yol has. Left hook, right hook, he can hit you with a flying knee, and he's got insane overhands from every direction and uppercuts. The angle that Yol can throw unconventional punches is incredible. Talent. Like, he's able to to throw a power punch in, in, in a position where you'd think that someone was not able to generate any power at all. It's really cool. It's, it's really cooked. And he's got the thickest neck of all time, fused disc. Hey, Fused disc neck yowl, titanium rod McGregor. I'm gonna metal. Metal is is now the meta. The new base for MMA. Also another base for you, MMA. You have metal bones. Another base for MMA is uh being friends with Andrew Tate because Leon Edwards took a photo with Andrew Tate. Aljamain Sterling took a photo with Al- Andrew Tate, and. Some some other fighter took a photo. I think it was Sean O'Malley, and every single fighter won their fights. By the way. Is that a hundred percent win rate at the moment? So far, yeah. And just quickly to bring everything full circle with Yol. So, Vadim Nemkov is the guy that Fedor trained, and Vadim is fighting Yol in July or something for the light heavyweight belt. So Yol is fighting for the light heavyweight belt in Bellator. Wow. And Vadim, his only loss. I believe, or one of his two losses is against Yuri in Yuri Prokacha in Ryzen in Japan. Interesting. How old? How old are these guys? I know Yol's Vadim's like very 40, young. Yol's like forty. Vadim's like twenty nine. Vadim's like twenty nine. And huh? Hold on, bro. You relax. Yeah. Um. Y- how old's Yol? Like 42, 44. Yeah, 42 or forty three. Yeah. Yeah. Vadim's like twenty nine. Twenty nine versus forty three year olds. Pretty pretty insane. And Vadim's good. Vadim's one of those guys that if he went into the UFC, he would do well. And that's in the light heavyweight division, which is where Pereira and Jan Blahovich is taking place. And Blahovich wins that fight. Circling back once again, because this is the topic of the discussion. Three round versus five round. Alex Blahovich. The thing is, is that I think first round Alex is pretty safe to say. And I think second round is where we will see who's going to win the fight. If it doesn't get done in the first round, second round we'll see who wins. I have a suspicion that a three-round fight favours them both quite equally and a five-round fight favours Blahovic, to be honest, quite a bit more. He has more time to lay the groundwork for some wrestling. He has more time to maybe batter away at Alex's legs and, and stop him from having any power before he starts going in and doing his own thing. So he's got longer stuff to play, whereas when Alex has had these five-round fights against Israel, he sort of just kept on the pace. He just does the same sort of thing round to round to round. He's got really sneaky stuff he can throw in, but he doesn't build necessarily. He was kicking Israel's legs, but... Other than that, he wasn't building, he wasn't creating a, a future play. 
You know, he wasn't setting up something for round, round five, was he? Yeah. No. So, so that's my take. I don't know what you think. I think you probably agree with that. Yeah, that's basic. That's basically it. Pereira um, can if 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 he gets taken down in the first, Pereira can still knock him out in the second if he plays dead fish and just stays there and lets him carry its, his weight. But doing that is ridiculous up against a European jiu-jitsu black belt because Jan is also a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Very and, dangerous. And he's got uh, incredible uh, jiu-jitsu game. And that's when Adesanya also said that being in Jan Blachowicz's guard was like a, was a butter guard, which is like, I don't even know what the fuck that means, but I guess it's an advanced guard. Awesome. <laughs> Blahovich is probably gonna Blahovich is probably gonna wrestle fuck him and win. Cool. <sighs> John. What? What's so wrong about that? Uh, you're gonna do so much editing on this. It's like it's like literally an hour and a half of content we've recorded and you're gonna you're gonna have to make it like twenty five minutes. That's fine. Okay. Um The one thing I was sort of thinking about is what kind of inroads Glover is going to help Alex make in the next couple couple months? Like I don't really see him him getting anywhere. Like not enough to fight Yan. What do you mean, Glover? Glover and they can choke Yan. Pereira can do the same. Yeah, yeah. You can't just teach someone that. You can obviously you can teach With it without hundred percent take down accuracy. You can teach it. Oh, simple. Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, that's my take. I'm going to go to bed. Again? Yeah, i got to go to sleep. Okay, thank you very much for watching, guys. Um, Combatants. Yeah, this this was... Uh, I think this was probably our worst episode. <laughs> so, thanks for watching. Let's go down to history. This is probably our worst episode. So, yeah, thank you, everybody. We'll uh, t- tune in next time uh, when we talk about some other shit. Thank you. Uh, bye, everyone.